but you know. All right, starting this podcast off, you already know DJ Dez on the track. <laughs> Say not playing, it ain't even DJ Dez, but you know if I didn't know how to DJ, I'm telling you, I would mess it up your whole time. All right, anyway, for this podcast, it's questions women ask about men. Let's get going. I use the Bible as my primary and my only source for all answers, period. Just about all answers, I use the Bible. And that's what we're going to do today. And you're more than welcome to use any Bible translation you would like to use. They all kind of say the same thing. It just really depends. They should say the same, but y'all already know. We ain't getting into that discussion right now. We're going to answer this. We're going to answer these couple questions. Questions women ask about men. And we're going to start reading Genesis chapter 30, verse 1 to 43. And I'm going to let Jehovah read it for us. I'm not going to read it myself. Even though I'm a great reader, I'm going to let it read it for us. Now my computer don't want to work. <laughs> I tell you, it's always something. <laughs> it's, always, it's always something. Chapter 30. Here we go. When Rachel saw that she had borne no children to Jacob, she became jealous. What? All right, whole time. <laughs> Don't start at chapter 30, y'all. My bad, my bad. <laughs> See, we all imperfect. We all make mistakes. That's why it's always important to be humble. We're not always correct about everything. Anyway, let me go back. It should be Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter 30, not 30, Genesis chapter 29, and then it'll go into... Genesis chapter 30. Uh, let me see. All right, y'all. Y'all got to give me a second. But trust me, this information is, is, is very, very valuable. Very, very valuable. And this is information. This is divine education and divine knowledge. Women have so many questions about why my man do this, why my man don't do that. Jehovah gives us all the answers to all thousand of those questions that keep that the bent that the been running through your head for the past all your life. <laughs> hold time, hold time, hold time. All right. And uh, I want to let you know that Jehovah loves you, precious daughters. He loves you a lot. He wants to see the best for you. He doesn't want you being a single mom and carrying both bags as a mother and a father. Jehovah wants the best for all of us as women. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and let it read for us really quickly. And then we'll break it down so that we have a better understanding of what Jehovah is saying here. So I'm going to let it. Genesis chapter 29. Chapter 29. After that, Jacob resumed his journey and traveled on to the land of the people of the east. Now he saw a well in the field and three droves of sheep lying down next to it because they usually watered the droves from that well. There was a large stone over the mouth of the well. When all the droves had been gathered there, they rolled away the stone from the mouth of the well, and they watered the flocks, after which they returned the stone to its place over the mouth of the well. Now, I want to pause it and stop it here at verse 3. Some people, when the Bible is being read, it honestly may seem boring. And I understand, trust me, I, I get it. Some people, it, look, they won't, <laughs> I get it, okay? But listen, when the Bible reading is being read, there's always a reason for little details. Like 
here between uh, verse one to three is talking about how, you know, the people would water the flocks. They would water the herds or the, uh, they were watered. They would get water for the sheep. Okay. And basically the well for the water would have a, a stone on top of the well to cover up the water. That's what it is saying in verse, uh, it looks like it's verse two and three. Okay. The Bible is saying that the people, when the people took care of the sheep to make sure they had something to drink, they had a well and it was a large, heavy stone over the well. Let's proceed. I want to make sure as this entire scripture and these verses are being read that my audience totally understands what's going on because there's a reason that Jehovah starts off this chapter of the Bible mentioning the sheep in the well and the rock over the water of the well. We'll proceed here. So Jacob said to them, My brothers, what place are you from? To which they said, We are from Haran. He said to them, Do you know Laban, the grandson of Nahor? To which they said, We know him. And this he said to them, Is he well? They replied, He is well. And here is his daughter Rachel, coming with the sheep. Then he said, it is still the middle of the day. It is not the time for gathering the herds. Water the sheep, and then go feed them. To this they said, We are not allowed to do so until all the droves are gathered, and they roll the stone away from the mouth of the well. Then we water the sheep. While he was yet speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. All right, so... I'm going to go with the flow with this for now, but I do want to let you know that there's a special surprise and bonus to, to this lesson. After we cover this lesson, there's some additional keys and benefits and gold that Jehovah brings out, but we're going to just stick to this for now. So we're summarizing, uh, we're summarizing the verses up to 10 here. Uh, Jacob is having a conversation with some of his, uh, brothers from Haran. Um, and honestly, like if you really pay attention to this, immediately upon seeing the men at the well, Jacob started to ask them questions and he didn't just ask them any specific questions. He said, do you know Laban? Why would Jacob ask them about Laban? Now, if anybody is interested and wanting to know why Jacob is asking them about Laban, it's a reason, and it's going to go into the, the bonus and the little gold gems in the next, uh, in the next podcast about why he started asking him specific questions about someone that they didn't even know Jacob. <laughs> okay. But the, the Jacob was asking them about someone that he wanted to know. Anyway, we're going to move on here. Jacob is having a conversation with these men about the sheep. Um, they were, it looks like they were getting ready to, um, you know, uh, water, uh, get some water for the sheep. And at the time that, uh, Jacob laid eyes, um, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I like to talk fast sometimes, but anyway, in verse 10 is, it says that, uh, Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban. <laughs> look how, look how Jehovah sit, sit Rachel whole time. He was looking for Laban, <laughs> Jehovah sit there. All right. And so let's, let's see what it says here. Uh, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it myself. Verse 10. It says when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother and the sheep of Laban, 
Jacob immediately approached and rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well and watered the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to ask questions that women ask about men in different orders here. Um so let's take a look and see here uh does a divine God-fearing man work or does he make excuses? Okay? From the very beginning in the least of things and we know that Jesus says if a person can be loyal in the least of things, they more than likely can be loyal in the most of things or more things that require additional responsibility. Okay. Jacob didn't make any excuses, right? It could be a woman carrying heavy bags. It can be a woman struggling to, to get something done on her own, right? In this case, Jacob's strength was very helpful because now Rachel, Rachel didn't have to try to, to, to move that big, heavy rock off the well. And you know what, ladies, look at this man. Okay. Is this just a regular man or is this a divine God fearing man? Okay. He is divine. And we know that because of what he does, Rachel did not have to ask him to move the stone. Rachel didn't say, Hey, can someone move this stone for me? What does the Bible say as far as time and how quickly he helped her? The Bible says Jacob immediately, it did not take him seven years to figure out if he wanted to help this woman. Okay. It didn't take him 20 years to figure out if this was the one he wanted to help. Okay. So when we're looking at a divine man versus just the typical guy on these streets, there's a difference between a God fearing man that's divine and one who is not. Jacob immediately and willingly helped this woman and she did not have to ask him for nothing. Nothing at all. Okay. Now I'm going to ask question two. A lot of women ask, why doesn't my man or why don't my man show his emotions? Okay. You know, a lot of women have these questions, you know, why he, he, why he never shows emotions. Like a lot of men make it seem like, oh, cause we strong. We gotta be strong. Those are excuses. When we look at Jesus, when Lazarus died, Jesus cried publicly in front of hundreds of people when Lazarus died. Okay. Now let's look at, uh, let's look at, uh, Jacob here in, in, in verse 11. Okay. And I'm gonna let the Bible read it for us. Cause I want to, you know, let the man read it for us here. When Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother and the sheep of Laban, Jacob immediately approached and rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well and watered the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and raised his voice and burst into tears. Okay, so I've been saying this for a while to keep it very, very, very simple. And a man told me this himself. Okay, there's songs out here that got P is power. This is power, baby. That's not how it works. Okay, the man told me this was a guy that I previously, I barely dated him, but let's, let's just say I dated the, dated the guy he would, <laughs> I mean, in the first 24 hours, he was showing himself and you already know he had to go. Okay. 
So anyway, here, uh, you know, we're looking, we're, we're thinking about what really works. A lot of women feel like it's the, it's the booty and it's the yams and every woman on this earth grown knows that that is not what is going to keep a man. That is not what's going to make a man get up for work at all. It's not what's going to make a man help you. It's not if, okay, I'm gonna just keep it very simple. A man that loves a woman gives the woman the key to his heart willingly and the man allows the woman to open up his heart. That's how it works. If a woman is in a relationship with a man and he never ever cries, ever, he is not the one for you. He does not love you. Okay, now let's also keep in mind, ladies, you want to be very discerning and have a sense of discernment, which Jehovah will give you without fail if you get to know him and if you obey him. Because, of course, we know that there are some narcissists out here and we know that there are some men that, uh, you know, want to have their way with you. So as I'm providing this information, there's going to still be a lot of false not prophets, a lot of false and deceptive men who will do these things to make sure that he can have a specific woman. Okay. So always use your senses and be very discerning as well, which I have more information about that too. Okay. But for now, women, they, they, a lot of women, you guys want to know why he never cries. He never shows emotions. We never have deep conversations. It's because he doesn't love you. That's why. According to Jehovah's word and his divine wisdom, as far as if a man is in love with a woman, here we see number one, Jacob didn't make any excuses. He helped Rachel immediately. Okay. Number two, Jacob didn't have sex with Rachel on set. That's not what it says. It says Jacob kissed Rachel and he raised his voice and burst into tears. Now, let me give you a little bit of summary about Jacob. Jacob's mother died about three years ago before he met Rachel. Okay. And so when he met Rachel, Rachel honestly filled his heart back up with the love that he lost from his mother. Okay. And you know, what's even more interesting without one word, without one word at all to this man, Rachel automatically got the key to this man's heart. Let's go ahead and move on to this one here and we'll we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and continue. Um and and it, it's going to get deeper than this as well because I know that a lot of people, you know, you know, I don't know what a lot of people I don't. I can only speak for myself. Anyway, moving on. And Jacob began to tell Rachel that he was the relative of her father and that he was the son of Rebekah. And she ran off and told her father as soon as Laban heard the report about Jacob, the son of his sister, he ran to meet him. He embraced him and kissed him and brought him into his house. And he began to tell Laban all these things. Okay, beautiful ladies, let's also summarize what's going on here as well. As far as family, some people get in relationships with a partner who always causes issues with other family members. Every time he comes to the house, it's always some drama. The family, there's always divisions with the family all the time. When Jacob went to Rachel's house, it doesn't say that Jacob had problems with her father, 
Jacob didn't have any problems with her father. In fact, Laban respected Jacob. Okay, now let's move on to the next here. Laban said to him, you are indeed my bone and my flesh. So he stayed with him a full month. Laban then said to Jacob, Just because you are my relative, should you serve me for nothing? Tell me, what are your wages to be? Okay, I'm going to take the I-85 off of this highway right now. A lot of, this is, now this isn't related to this. This is a little gem on the side here. When a person has a business and their family does not support the business, what does that tell you about your family? Okay. Because look at Laban. Jacob was working for Laban and they were family. And Laban said, even though you are my relative, should you serve me for nothing? What am I supposed to pay you? What do you want me to pay you? Okay. So a lot of people, just because a family member has a business or whatever the case may be, we don't need to go around asking for discounts because we know the person because that's our mother or father or that's our brother or our sister or our cousin. You pay the full price. There's nothing free out here in these streets. And if your family always coming to you and they trying to get a discount off of what you offer, I'm, that relationship is probably going to end at some point, at least on a business professional level. And it might even, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, it might even roll down to a professional level, not a professional, a personal level, because I mean, at this point, you're disrespecting me. You're coming into my business, wanting stuff for free when I didn't even get it free for myself. Okay. So that's a little gem on the side here, as far as family members and things like that, when it comes to working, uh, you know, for someone Laban said, look, I'm, you're not about to sit here and work for free for me just cause we know each other. How much you want me to pay you? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger, Rachel. But the eyes of Leah had no luster, whereas Rachel had become a very attractive and beautiful woman. Jacob had fallen in love with Rachel. So he said, I am willing to serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. To this Laban said, it is better for me to give her to you than to give her to another man. Keep dwelling with me. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, but in his eyes, they were like just a few days because of his love for her. Now let's review this. Let's review this here very, very, very quickly. Okay. Laban had two daughters. Leah was the older one. Rachel was the younger one. Jacob fell in, Jacob fell in love with Rachel because of her beauty and to Leah, she had no luster, which in this, in this, in this mindset, luster also means shine. So it said, you know, the eyes of Leah had no shine, whereas Rachel was very attractive and Rachel was very, very beautiful to Jacob. Okay. Now, when it comes to what's important to men. Okay, Jacob didn't say, uh, you know what, Laban, give me a million, trillion, billion, zillion dollars. Obviously, when it comes to divine people and divine men, money is not more important. Okay, because 
if okay let's let's look at this on the other side okay men that don't serve jehovah they don't love jehovah they don't obey jehovah what do they do what do they do they they want to be millionaires they want to have thousands of dollars now why do they want to have thousands of dollars okay because it's the money that draws the women and the money only draws women like themselves materialistic people Okay, that's what it does. They want to have millions and trillions of dollars to impress women because as a man himself, the type of character he has and his goals and ambitions and objectives, even his flaws, he's a, he's not attractive. He's not an attractive man. So the money has to work for him. If he don't have money, don't nothing shake when it comes to women. He's a good for nothing man. Okay. Now, when it comes to a divine man, a spiritual man, a God fearing man that obeys Jehovah, it wasn't money that, that Jacob was wanting to get. Cause Jacob, he knew he was a good man. He don't need to give money to try and have women. Jacob wanted love. It's a difference between the two men that have money and they want to be all blah, 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 and prideful. They're not looking for love. They're just looking for some yams. And most of the time you give those yams up for a price. That's how it works. Jacob did not want no money from this man. He said, I want your daughter as a wife. And he worked seven years for her. And the Bible says it only seemed like a day, like a few days because he loved her. See? And, and the Bible says that, you know, a love is not puffed up with pride. You know, there's no burdens when it comes to love. You know, some people are in relationships. They might even be married. They always make it a problem to do little things. If the wife says, baby, I've been washing your clothes all day, making sure everything is right, making sure your suits is ready for the kingdom hall. It, babe, can you just please put it in a basket instead of on the floor beside the basket, babe, please? It's a problem for him. What you mean? I've been at work all day. You've been in the house. You ain't doing nothing. You, 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 you get the difference between the two. It, it was nothing for Jacob to work seven years for Rachel. Let's continue to read this here. Then Jacob said to Laban, give over my wife because my days are up. And let me have relations with her. With that, Laban gathered all the men of the place and made a feast. But during the evening, he resorted to taking his daughter Leah and bringing her to him, that he might have relations with her. Laban also gave his female servant Zilpah to his daughter Leah as a servant. In the morning, Jacob saw that it was Leah. So he said to Laban, What have you done to me? Was it not for Rachel that I served you? Why have you tricked me? Now, ladies, I want you to think, you know, I want you to think for yourself here. Okay. Rachel was more physically attractive than Leah. Rachel was younger than Leah. Right. So uh, it's typical in the world we live in that older men want to have younger women. But is that always what's best? And as a younger woman, is it truly your best benefit to marry somebody decades older than you? Think about it. 
Also too, sometimes a young person, a young man or a young woman might really believe that they're making the very, 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 very best choice when it comes to relationships. But if they're, but if, you know, they have a good mother or father that knows what's best for them, even if they don't see it immediately that this is what's best for them, usually it takes time for the person to realize that, yeah, hey, mom or dad was right or mom and dad was right about, you know, cutting that relationship off, breaking up with him or breaking up with her and getting with this other person. That's why some other countries' parents still arrange marriages. Anyway, let's go ahead and, and move forward. Uh, we're going to let this, uh, the Bible read it for us. And also too, I want you guys to think about, uh, Laban. Why did Laban give Jacob his older daughter before the younger daughter, which really that stirs in and that's mixed with the questions I just asked as far as, you know, parents say, break up with him or break up with her and choose this other person. And sometimes it might not be an other person available. Sometimes the child just needs to wait. Let's go ahead and continue with the Bible reading. To this Laban said, It is not our custom here to give the younger woman before the firstborn. Celebrate the week of this woman. After that, you will also be given this other woman in exchange for serving me seven more years. Jacob did so and celebrated the week of this woman, after which he gave him his daughter Rachel as a wife. Besides, Laban gave his female servant Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as her servant. Then Jacob had relations also with Rachel, and he loved Rachel more than Leah, and he served him for another seven years. When Jehovah saw that Leah was unloved, he then enabled her to become pregnant, but Rachel was barren. So Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son and named him Reuben, for she said, it is because Jehovah has looked upon my affliction, for now my husband will begin to love me. And she again became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and then said, It is because Jehovah has listened, and that I was unloved, so he gave me this one also. Then she named him Simeon, and she became pregnant yet again, and gave birth to a son, and then said, Now this time... My husband will join himself to me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore he was named Levi. And she became pregnant once more, and gave birth to a son, and then said, This time I will praise Jehovah. She therefore named him Judah. After that, she stopped giving birth. All right, ladies, so let's talk about Jehovah's divine purpose really quickly. I know a lot of people are into polygamy. I know that that's a choice that many people are making these days, but is polygamy the way Jehovah started creation? Did Jehovah create two wives for Adam? He did not. And polygamy as of today, since the world, since, not the world, since there's a lot of people on earth, polygamy is no longer practiced. It's not even something that's practiced with Jehovah Witnesses today. Okay, because there's enough people on the earth not to do that. But anyway, 
Everybody has their own ideas about polygamy, but Jehovah reveals issues about polygamy that even some people who are, you know, diehard polygamy uh, fans may not speak about. Okay, what does what does uh, what does Leah say about her husband? Okay, from the very beginning. Okay, uh, Jacob was not showing love to Leah. He wasn't. He was just having sex with her. That's all he was doing, but he didn't show her any love. She was unloved in his polygamous relationship. Okay. In verse 34, she says, after she got pregnant again, she said, now this time, my husband will join himself to me. Okay. So again, people love to practice the, these polygamous relationships as if they get online and they make it seem like everything is perfect. And it's really not at all. It's not because in a lot of polygamous relationships, one wife is love more than the other. And I dare, I just dare some man to say men are very, 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 very territorial, especially over a woman. Okay, so if the roles were reversed where a woman can have as many husbands as she wanted, those men would kill each other because they all would, they, because that's how men are. They fight over women all the time. All of her husbands would kill each other. She would then have no husbands because they're all going to be territorial over her love. And you know what? Whole time, it's not even women. Women don't really press polygamy. It's always men that's always pressing polygamy because they want to have their cake and eat it too without having to be accountable for sleeping with other women. Key. Okay. Now, um, let's, let's go ahead and go on to the, let's go, let's go ahead and go on to the next one here. But before I go on to the next one, I want to mention some things about Jehovah. Jehovah wants a husband to love his wife. He does because it was Jehovah that allowed Leah to have children because Jacob didn't love her. So Jehovah made sure that Leah knew that Jehovah remembered her. Okay, now let's also bring out some other points about Leah here because it's some drama is getting ready to start. Matter of fact, let's just go ahead and get into the next chapter here. Um, we can speed it up because I don't want to hold you guys. I'm at 30 minutes and I got I can't I can't have you guys on this on here too long. Uh, let's go to the next one here. Chapter 30. Chapter 30 When Rachel saw that she had borne no children to Jacob, she became jealous of her sister and began to say to Jacob, Give me children, or else I will die. At this Jacob's anger flared up against Rachel, and he said, Am I in the place of God who has prevented you from having children? So she said, Here is my slave girl Bilhah. Have relations with her in order that she may bear children for me, and that through her I too may have children. With that, she gave him her servant Bilhah as a wife, and Jacob had relations with her. Bilhah became pregnant, and in time bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, 
God has acted as my judge and has also listened to my voice so that he gave me a son. That is why she named him Dan. Bilhah, Rachel's servant, became pregnant once more and in time bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, With strenuous wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister. I have also come off the winner. So she named him Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had stopped having children, she took her servant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. And Leah's servant Zilpah bore a son to Jacob. Then Leah said, With good fortune. So she named him Gad. After that, Zilpah, Leah's servant, bore a second son to Jacob. Then Leah said, With my happiness, for the daughters will certainly pronounce me happy. So she named him Asher. Now Reuben was walking in the days of the wheat harvest, and he found mandrakes in the field. So he brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, all right, babies, um, let's kind of review this really quickly there. I let it read because I wanted to get the Bible part over. Uh, let me go back to my notes really quickly here. Um, some questions, uh, that I have here is does a, div sorry, does a divine God fear a man work or does he make excuses? He works. Jacob works seven years for Rachel, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay, so he worked 14 years overall for Rachel. Um, and also, too, uh, let's take a look at some other questions that I have here women ask about men. Um, I went over what are the negative side effects of polygamy. In polygamous relationships, usually the man loves a woman. one He loves one woman over the other. Okay, and that messes up the unity of what a marriage is for. A marriage is for peace, is for you guys to build each other. Whenever there's dissensions and there's hate and there's envy in a marriage because one man loves the other more than his other wife, it, it, that, it, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about here too. Uh, I went over this. What is Jehovah's divine purpose as far as marriage? It's one man and one woman. You can go back to your Bible in the book of Genesis. Jehovah did not create two wives for Adam. He did not create three wives, five or a thousand. Cause we know King Solomon was getting real lit. <laughs> King Solomon was getting real lit. Okay. With his concubines, Jehovah created one woman for Adam. That is Jehovah's divine purpose for marriage and relationships. Okay, now let's talk about uh, let's talk about here uh, what's important. Are looks really more important than character when it comes to a marriage? When it comes to a marriage, a man and woman who are imperfect getting together, it's a lot going on. Okay, because it's just a lot going on. Okay, now. When it comes to longevity and endurance of the marriage, you got to think about what's going to hold this together. Okay. Is character or looks more important? Okay. And let's take a look at the differences of the attitude. Okay. Jacob wanted Rachel so bad because Rachel was very, very attractive. Okay. Now, whole time, Leah was very humble. Leah loved Jehovah a lot. And 
Leah showed a very, very appreciative attitude. She did, even though she was hurt because her husband did not love her. Okay? She showed appreciation, she showed respect, and she showed God-fearing love for Jehovah. And, and again, Leah was older than Rachel. Okay, Leah wasn't as attractive as her younger sister. But as an older sister, did Leah hate her younger sister, Rachel, because she was more attractive, because she was more beautiful, because she had more luster in her eyes? No. Leah was not jealous of her uh, younger sister, Rachel. Okay. And so many times in the Bible, we see even with Cain and Abel, how the oldest you are supposed to be teaching your younger brothers and sisters, not killing them. Right. But Rachel was jealous. And in the first verse of chapter 30, Jehovah automatically reveals that. See, the man wanted a younger woman and look at it. And I want to tell you what I want to tell you, ladies, something too. stress. Will stress will will basically aid a person to die prematurely. So when men are with these women and his wife is always stressing him out, he loves her because she's real beautiful. He just, he keeps dealing with this hostility because of her beauty. It's going to kill that man prematurely. Okay. But anyway, Jacob wanted Rachel because she was beautiful. And after time, you see how Laban did the right thing by giving him uh, Leah first, right? Because Leah was humble. She loved Jehovah and she was very appreciative for everything good that came in her life. And Rachel wasn't. Rachel had the beauty. She had the looks, but she wasn't even confident in herself with that. She got jealous of her oldest sister because her oldest sister had children and she didn't. Okay. And, and, and let's look at this. Okay. It says when Rachel saw that she had no children by her husband, she became jealous of her sister. And then she says to Jacob, give me children or else I will die. At this, Jacob's anger flared up against Rachel. And he said, am I in place of God who prevented you from having children? Jacob said, hold on, hold on. You need to calm down because I'm not God. Okay. All I can do is put my seed in you. If Jehovah wants something to grow, he make it grow. If he don't want to make it grow, then nothing, nothing, nothing is growing. Okay. So you can't be mad at me because Jehovah is not allowing you to have children. You need to calm down. Okay. So again, she started to stress her husband out. And so, uh, uh, Rachel says, well, just, just have relations with my, uh, slave girl. And also again, what do we learn from this? Some things seem new to people, but it's not new to Jehovah surrogate mothers. That's what they were. Slave girls were surrogate mothers. They would carry the children for the woman who were, was not able to conceive. Okay. So we still learning things with this. Okay. And this is how we know that, that, that this Rachel was real big mad with her oldest sister. She said in verse eight, with strenuous wrestlings, I have wrestled with my sister. I have also come off as the winner. Why? Look, Leah didn't have no problems with, with, with Rachel. Okay. Leah didn't have no problems. There was no fighting. It was no wrestling at all. Who's better than who? But Rachel had this whole 
fantasy about waging war and fighting with her older sister. She says it. I fought real hard against my sister and I have come off as the winner. As the winner? What? This ain't about who's winning anything. But that's how she was. Okay? So again, when it comes to character, what really holds a relationship and what keeps it peaceful? And look. <laughs> Rachel was young and she was immature. She did not. To me, I don't think she was old enough to really have maturity. I don't got time for you. I don't have time for you. So anyway, you know, when we're looking at this situation, a younger woman, they don't, they're, they don't, they need time. Okay. Younger women need time to grow and mature. And Rachel showed her immaturity in this. And she also showed that she's a jealous woman. On deck, on site. So honestly, you know, in this case, in this case scenario too, I'm, I could also wonder if, you know, Rachel ever started a fight with Leah because she said with strenuous wrestlings, I have wrestled with my sister. I don't know. It could be so. Okay. But at the end of the day, things that hold marriage, the only thing that's going to hold marriage together is character, divine character. Okay. It's not looks because when, when you turn 70, you're not 20 anymore. Your looks are going to begin to fade for both sexes. You're not going to be 80 and look as good as you did when you were 20 at all. Okay. So what holds a marriage together is both people willingly listening to and obeying Jehovah. And having love, not jealousy. Okay. No hate, no hostility. Okay. What you want to look for also just little, okay. You want to do what Jehovah says, but also little things you want to look for is having fun. You want to make sure this is someone that you, you can have a serious conversation with is someone that you can laugh with as well. Don't marry a man just because he got money and he can provide because your, 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 your marriage is going to be miserable. Whenever you go out, he's boring. Y'all can never have a conversation. He doesn't smile. Okay. You want someone that you can smile with for the rest of your life and crack jokes on. Okay. When y'all start getting old and start having health problems, y'all could crack jokes about, <laughs> yeah, babe, you know, my arthritis is kicking in. You know what I'm saying? He might, a, a husband might even say, dang, babe, I can't do it as good as I used to, but I'm trying You know, when it comes to a relationship, people look for all the wrong things. Use Jehovah's word. Use Jehovah's divine wisdom and education to help you make the right decision. And keep in mind, in this case scenario, were they boyfriend, girlfriend? Were they friends with benefits? None of that. And also, it's known that Jehovah Witnesses date with a view to marriage in the religion. That's true. On site, here is the gym. In the very beginning, Jacob started to ask about Laban. Jacob went to that city because he, were, he was looking for a wife. And he dated with the view to marriage. He didn't go to that man's house to, oh, let me mess around with your daughter real quick. She might get pregnant. Oh, well, dub, I'm out. No, that's not what Jehovah does. That's not how Jehovah trains his people. 
Almost everything a person is taught that is not Jehovah's wisdom, it doesn't work. And people live a long life suffering because maybe one, they don't have Jehovah's education or two, they don't want to listen. Make the right decision for yourself. And I just want to find the scripture really quickly. Uh, one of the objectives of the Bible, uh, I forgot the scripture, but the, basically in the scripture, Jehovah is saying, uh, you know, the Bible is beneficial for teaching, for reproving and shedding, sorry, for teaching, reproving and setting things straight. Okay. It's Isaiah 47. I'm sorry. Isaiah 48, 17. Jehovah says, I am your God, the one teaching you to benefit yourself, yourself again, yourself. Jehovah ain't hurting when a young lady comes out here and she gets with some dude off the block and he give her a couple kids and bounce. Jehovah is not hurting. You are hurting yourself. Okay. The STDs out here. Okay. You are hurting yourself. Some women are victims of domestic violence. You still are hurting yourself. Okay. Listen to Jehovah because he will teach you how to have a happy life. And as it says in Isaiah 48, 17, to benefit yourself, your life. Love you, ladies.